Hey loves, this is Love or Obsession. It's me, Mario. <laughs> Psych, I'm queen. <laughs> okay, look y'all, I'm so, 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 so sorry for all that gross ass shit that's been going on with my mouth. <laughs> all that, <clears throat> and all that gulping out of water. <clears throat> y'all, and just sounding gross, like, as a whole. Damn. Why y'all didn't tell me I sounded so nasty? I was like, ugh. Um, the forces be against me or something. Because every time, you know, all day, my voice be good. Everything be all good with my voice. But then when it's time for me to re- record, all type of goofy stuff be happening. <laughs> My sister was like, yeah, that takes me out every time when I hear that. I'm just used to it. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Good storytelling can only get me so far. I'm going to have to tighten up for real. So today is in honor of Pride Month. Oh, yeah, let me just say this real quick before I get into the story. Um, I'm fully vaccinated, and I'm proud of it. You know, it's not nice. Um to say to me to my face that I'm dumb for getting it and now you know I could take a joke because my homie Sheila she don't miss I told her I was vaccinated and she gonna say you will be compensated in 10 years (laughs) and that was funny you know and I instantly caught that I instantly caught what she was putting down because trust me a lot of stuff goes right over my head um, but yeah, Sheila like Scooby-Doo, you go start glowing in the dark. Cause she called me Scooby-Doo because you know, my name Velma Jinkies. We found a clue, you know, and that's cool. You know, I could take a joke. I love to laugh, but calling me dumb or whatever for getting the vaccine. That's not cool because on that same strength, I could say that you dumb for not getting it. Okay. So let me be me. Let me be free. Free to be me, okay? So in honor of Pride Month, happy Pride, I will be talking about the documentary Paris is Burning, and I just want to talk about what it is and what it refers to. Um, The release date of this documentary was 1991, directed by Jenny Livingston. The film was from the mid to late 80s. Um, I think she started filming in 1987. Um, This documentary focuses on, well, I'm not sure, don't quote me on that, um, that the film started in 1987, Um, maybe as early as 1983, I don't know. Um, This documentary focuses on drag queens living in New York City and their house culture, which provides a sense of community and support for the flamboyant and often socially shunned performers. Um, groups from each house compete in elaborate balls that take cues from the world of fashion, also touching on issues of racism and poverty. The film features interviews with a number of renowned drag queens, including Willie Ninja, Peppa LaBeja, and Dorian Corey. And that was the director's statement about the film. So the name Paris is Burning comes from Paris Dupree, who threw the annual ball that I will be speaking of all story long. Um, Paris performed in the ball also, the House of Dupree. I have to say that I like that about Paris, creating a space for people to be free and also, you know, to slay. Now, the film, after everything was said and done, this film 
you know, the girls was not happy about this film. <laughs> well, at least not every last one of them. They felt that, I'm guessing that Jenny Livingston portrayed them in a negative light by showing the sex work and the talks about thievery and also, you know, the raunchy street antics. Now, speaking for myself, I feel like the realness that was displayed wasn't shameful or they shouldn't have felt ashamed of the realness that came with, you know, the life that they were living. Now, those ladies, um, now to those ladies that felt like it portrayed them in a negative light, I was picking up everything y'all put down. And um, not only I, not only did I see the fierceness and the attitude but I seen the person and the personality. I seen the ambitions. I seen the dreams. I seen the hopes. I seen the goals. I seen the excitement. You know, I don't judge people. I can never judge people because I love and respect the difference in each of us. Um, I love people that dare to be different when the whole time they're not being different. They they're just being themselves. Um what he say? I don't fit in because I'm too outstanding. You know, I don't remember who said that, but y'all know a rapper that said it. Um, like some of the key players in the film, Willie Ninja, intrigued by the dance and the sharpness of the choreography, or Octavia St. Laurent, so gorgeous, Hollywood superstar, or Peppa La Beja, who was just born fabulous. And last but not least, Miss Horn, Miss Lena Horn, Dorian Corey, who had a spin tail that I'll tell you tell you guys about also at the end. Um, but the film talks about the ball and the different categories in which you can compete. Also defining terms like shade and realness, amongst other things. Um, so to get started, let's start with Miss Peppa La Beja. Peppa La Beja, legendary mother of the House of La Beja. Um, about being the mother of the house, you have to win prizes. And Pepper said that they had more grand prizes than the rest. I will refer to Pepper using the pronouns they because Pepper was bisexual. They stated that they had two children and was active sexually with women, um, as little or as short as about four years ago from the date of the interview, which was 1987. Um, Papa was even quoted saying, I am not a woman. I am a man. I am a man that emulates a woman, but I am not a woman. And that was them speaking against, um, wanting a sex change because a lot of people in the film, you know, was pro, pro transsexual. Um, what is it called? I forgot the medical term, but a sex change. Um, Papa always talked about how everyone wanted to be La Beja. Um, I think, oh, oh, okay, that's what I said. I said that I was going to refer to Papa as they also, because I think a deep-rooted subconscious thing that kept Papa playing both sides was that Papa remembered a time in their lives where, because, um, you know, they was the mother of the house. I think um and later I think I put in my notes because I did more research that Pepper used pronouns like he, she, and me. That's what 
he said that his pronouns was. And I think either one would be pro appropriate for Papa because, like I was saying, getting back to Papa, Papa was the mother of the House of Labasia. Um, she, she won multiple grand prizes the most. She said the House of Labasia was the most famous, being around for two decades. Um, and she said that her mother knew that she had trophies, but she thought that the trophies were from like basketball and sports and all that. And she said one day she was walking down the street with friends with a chiffon shirt, um, some white hot pants and a ponytail, and that her dad instantly recognized her and went and told her mom. She said her mom was, you know, didn't react right away, but later on started to show reactions to it once she realized that Peppa was growing breast. Um, and the mom turned out to be angrier than dad, saying that I have a son, not a daughter. Um, Peppa said that their mom, that her mom, um, burned one of her fur coats. So I feel like a lot of people in, in the life back then either was displaced completely by family or wasn't allowed fully to be themselves. And that's why I feel subconsciously Peppa probably played both sides. And I say subconsciously because Peppa was very wise. And in fact, everyone that speaks in this film was so, had so much wisdom. And I think that that wisdom came from the rejection that they endured for being quote unquote different, you know? So Peppa swore up and down that everyone wanted to be LaBeja. <laughs> and I was even like, Ooh, I want to be LaBeja, but <clears throat> I'm more Dorian Corey with that, um, Lena Horn spirit, you know, one woman show. It's funny that I watched that and I seen Dorian Corey say that like, um, because she was saying, well, I, I refer to Dorian as he or she also, um, because throughout my notes, I put, um, he, because, you know, um, he didn't ever stress that he wanted to be like called strictly she or anything like, like that. So, um, for Dorian, I use the pronouns he, but speaking of drag and all that, I'm going to just say she, because the whole time when, you know, she was getting, she was speaking, she was getting all done up and dolled up and beautiful. Um, but it was funny that Dorian said that, like, um, she was just saying, like, talked about how the times changed in the ballrooms from big Las Vegas showgirl looks to um movie star looks and then to modelist um features and materials but it was funny that Dorian said like I always wanted to be in speaking of um of a um white movie star I forgot what name he said but he was like I never knew the whole time that I just always wanted to be Lena Horne but back then, during them times, no one wanted to be Lena Horne. And I, I don't know why Lena Horne been on my mind so much. I was watching this Tyler Perry movie. And um, why did I get married? Or one of them, not why did I get married. It was a Tyler Perry movie, you guys. And the guy was talking, it was a fiancé and a mom. And they was talking real nasty, like, to each other. And he just grabbed about a collar very gently and said, well... You know, one thing about Lena Horne, she she was a lady and a lady always know when to leave, you know. And he said, so which one are you? She said, 
I'm a lady that got you by the balls. But anyways, that's what that instance right there put Lena Horn on my mind and probably like last month or something. And then when I started to research Lena Horn, I was like, oh, she was like the one woman show. Like, like I said, everything in my life be making sense. And I just rambled on y'all and I'm going to get back to the story. OK, I'm sorry for doing that because I know I'll be throwing y'all off. Okay, and I said subconsciously subconsciously because I did say that Pepper was very wise. And I said, in fact, everyone that speaks in this film has so much wisdom. And I think that wisdom comes from the rejection that, you know, you endure in your life for being quote unquote different. So Pepper swore up and down that everyone wanted to be La Beja. And I was even like, ooh, I want to be La Beja. But like I said, I'm more Dorian Corey with the Lena Horn spirit. One woman show kind of vibes you feel me so it's funny because someone from the pandavis house was like please i wouldn't be caught dead in the house of labasia i was like oh <laughs> okay then okay so so what is a ball let's define a ball in the film a ball was described as gay people men gathered together under wrong roof to have a competition amongst themselves someone said i went to a ball and got a trophy and now everyone knows my name you know and i said i know that's right so for me the ball was like a stepping stone to provide courage and i was like it was probably used as an outlet to let that create creativity flow also because everyone that walked in a ball and participated in a ball had talent from dancing to making beautiful clothes or being very beautiful or singing or you know being an actress or an actor so it was all about letting their freedom ring um being black male and gay was like three strikes you're out at that time um and the ball was like a fantasy of being a superstar. I heard so many people say for them, it was like the Oscars, like winning a trophy at the ball was like winning an Oscar. So many people came to the ball in hopes of winning a prize, not even having a stable living conditions and not having money to feed themselves and probably engaged in sex work, you know, for basic necessities. So if all else fails, they still gonna make it to that ball so they can walk and show what they do and build their confidence and courage up and maybe get some recognition or acknowledgement. So 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 just to get up, so just to get dressed up for one night and live a fantasy will come with like shoplifting. Now, I don't condone stealing, but I understand the desperate aspect of it. Um, it's so many explanations and excuses for why people do what they do. I say until you've been in anyone's shoes, don't judge them. No one's perfect. He without sin cast the first stone, you know. Um, at a ball, you can display everything you think you are, your arrogance, your beauty, your charm. The ball have different categories. The ultimate goal is to be legendary. Okay. Don't get it twisted. It's levels to being legendary because it's the legendary children. Then it's the up and coming legendary children. And then finally you're a legend. And that comes with winning those Oscars, those trophies, ballroom status, you know, speaking of legend. 
legends. Dory and Corey been in the ball game for a long time. They remembered in their day the ball was about being elaborate. Um, the ball was about big, elaborate costumes. They watched it slowly become about designer labels. Dorian stated that being at a ball, performing, hearing the cheering, um, and is like a good physical high that won't hurt you. And was quoted saying, if everyone went to balls and did less drugs, it'll be a fun world, wouldn't it? <laughs> now, the level of nonchalant, the level of nonchalantness that Dorian displayed was one that I can only dream of. Just casually doing their makeup while speaking about the culture. Dorian said that back in the early days of balls, the categories were very limited, like four or five prizes. They said 75% of the kids today don't know what a real ball is if it knocked them in the head. Um, the early ball days were a lot of em emulation of Las Vegas showgirls, like with the feathers, hair pieces, beads. Then it changed to wanting to look like gorgeous movie stars like Marilyn Monroe, Elizabeth Taylor, Dorothy Dandridge. And I threw her in there, you know, um, because people used to be sleep on Miss Dorothy, okay? Then it went from that to emulating models like I Iman and Christine Brinkley. Um, the categories got broader because everyone can walk as a model or a showgirl or a movie star. So whatever talents you wanted to display besides being beautiful, you had a chance of being legendary as well. So... That's why the categories opened up inside the ball and it became longer because they wanted everyone to have a chance to feel like a star, to feel like they were somebody, even though they were somebody. But, you know, <clears throat> Butch Queen, um, first time in drag at a ball, military realness. And OK, so some some of the categories um, like luscious body, schoolboy, schoolgirl realness, executive realness, butch queen, first time at a drag, first time in drag at a ball, military realness. All of those were all about being able to look and act the part. And those were some of the few categories that you can find in the ball. And getting rid of the stigma of not being able to play those parts in the real world. Dorian Corey just spoke on the times of the ball and the changes over time. So realness is being able to blend in. The idea of realness is to look as much as possible as your straight counterpart. The realer you look means you look like a real woman or a real man or a straight man. It's really a case of going back into the closet, giving society what they want to see. So you won't have to go through prejudice about your life or your lifestyle. It's about perfecting the illusion. So more research, I seen that Peppa LaBeja used the pronouns he, she, and me. And I had said that earlier. Um, so, so a film realness queen is described as someone who can walk out the ballroom and take the train. And they said, if you're not beaten up or bloody or your cold clothes are not ripped off by the time you went home, you're displaying film realness. So to even get beaten up and bullied for being yourself and doing what you like is a whole level of hate. 
Um, especially when you don't bother anyone. And speaking of film realness, Venus Extravaganza was considered film realness. She was a member of the Extravaganza house. She always inspired to be a rich, spoiled white woman because they spent whatever and got whatever they wanted. That's what Venus said. Um, I would say that the Extravaganza house to me was like the Latina house, um, Venus said it was nothing mannish about her, meaning that she was a woman in every sense of the word, except for her male part she was born with. Venus was one of the ladies that really wanted a sex change. She really advocated for that. Um, Venus said that at the age of 14, it was discovered by her family that she was becoming a woman. So to prevent them embarrassment, she just moved away to New York. So being a mother of the house is just like providing wisdom and guidance um, to the individuals that has been rejected by their families. Becoming a member of the house is like having someone to look up to, which is the mother or the father of the house. So it was a brief clip of a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old just chilling on the streets of New York at two in the morning. Um, some speculate that they were probably sex workers. The 15 year old stated that they were motherless and fatherless. Um, the 13 year old stated that they had a mother, um, and both stated that they were just hanging out. Um, and that put emphasis on how so many people get exiled from their families and have to turn to the streets. Um, and what little Kim saying her song, put your lighters up, 12-year-olds prostitute. And I'm not even sure if I could have used that word, what I just said. So I'm going to just say 12-year-old sex working. But she said the other word in her song, put your lighters up. Okay. Um. Okay. So the definition of a house is a family. Some would say a gay street gang. That's what I got from the documentary, you guys. A gay street gang, a big group of human beings in a mutual bond. Um, So a street gang gets their rewards by fighting in the streets. A gay street gang gets their rewards at a ball and walking in the categories. The people that the houses are named after were ball walkers who were known for winning. Venus said that the extravaganza saw the saw her, they liked her, and they told her that if she wanted to become extravaganza, you have to walk a ball and win a trophy. It's not your trophy. Um, and you're in. Venus didn't get a trophy, she just became extravaganza. So when they want you and when you have a demand like that, sometimes the rules just don't apply to you, and I feel that, okay? So Angie Extravaganza is the mother of the house of Extravaganza. The children in that house loved her very much. She even got mother of the year award at the ball. Um, so the mother of the house is exactly what it sounds like. Mommy is here for all intents and purposes to love and provide um, assistance. And in Angie Extravaganza, the the children in her house loved her so much, they ponied up some money and got her some breasts. You know, they paid for that. They did that for their mother. And that's love right there. So next up is Willie Ninja, the mother of the house of Ninja. Willie, I feel, was fine-tuning those dance skills because every player in this game has some type of talent. 
They were emulating Hollywood and Vegas like real life. So Willie Ninja had the choreography on lock. Willie Ninja was named the best vulgar out at his time. He said that the mother of the house works the hardest and you have to have something to offer to lead. And the mother gets the most respect. And as far as him naming his house Ninja, ninjas hit hard, ninjas hit fast, and it is an invisible assassin. They come to slay, not to play, okay? And so speaking of that, we're going to get into shade. So everybody hear the word shade and thinking that it just came around. Oh, that was real shady. Oh, she throwing shade or whatever. But shade been around for a long time and let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about being shady. The idea is to knock them out and hit below the belt. Shade comes from reading. Reading is the real art form of the insult, exaggerating somebody's flaw. If it's happening, if it's happening between someone in the life and someone that's straight, that's not a read. It's a vicious slur fight and an insult. But when you amongst birds of a feather, no one could throw stones. So reading becomes shade like an like example. I don't have to tell you you're ugly because you know you're ugly. That was an example that Dorian Corey provided because he was just basically saying they was just basically saying that reading Reading is like, you know, practice, <laughs> practice for people that's in a life for when they actually get into it with straight people and they want to just shut them down with all type of words like, you know, the F word or whatever you might say to somebody that try to hurt them. I don't play them games, so I can't even think about being ugly like that. Okay, so. <clears throat> And let's talk about Vogan real quick. In the film, someone described it as taking two knives and cutting each other up, but through dance form. When I think about Vogue, I think about now, nowadays, I think about Tiana Taylor, you know, the Devil Wears Prada. She wasn't in the Devil's Wears Prada, but when I think of Vogue and I think of her, and when I think of her, I think of the Devil Wears Prada, for real. <laughs> Vogue comes from shade because it was a dance that two people did that did not like each other. Instead of fighting, they would dance it out on the floor at the ball, and whoever did the best moves was throwing the best shade. Voguing and breaking to me go hand in hand, like a lot of the moves look kind of similar. Um, so a safe form of throwing shade was like voguing. Some movements of the dance originated from Vogue magazine, like the different poses, um, the perfect lines in the body, the awkward positions are ways that you can relate Vogue into gymnastics. Willie Ninja had dreams of taking his house to Japan. Willie used the ball to perfect his craft of dancing. I have to get to Paris one day. After watching this movie, and I watched this movie Leap. Yeah, after watching the movie Leap, I want to go. Um, well, old Patty. Um, I just like history and everything ancient and old, you guys. Um, so it's probably not the same as the things I want to see. So the film goes on to talk about how black people is the prime example of behavioral modification and the history of civilization. Black people had everything taken away and still learned to survive. If you know, you know, you know. Lastly, we have the most beautiful Octavia St. Laurent from the house of St. Laurent. 
Eve Saint Laurent, YSL Bell Buckle, y'all bleep show is looking. Um, from Octavia, I got that Josephine Baker vibe. Um, oh my God, Queen of the Baby Hairs. Okay, them baby hairs were laid, honey. Jada Wade and Ari could never. No, I'm just saying. But yeah, I like baby hairs though. I'm not too crazy about them because I don't know how to do them. But baby hairs do make everything better. Okay. Octavia wanted wealth, money, and to be a rich somebody. I feel you, Octavia, girl. Octavia, like Venus, wanted a sex change also. Um, they feel like that. I feel like Octavia and Venus um, had like similar dreams and aspirations of just wanting a sex change to really feel like they fully, completely a woman because both of them walked in the category of film realness. They skin was so soft. They both were so beautiful. Um, besides being born male, they both was just like so naturally beautiful and like natural women. Um, Octavia won a lot of grand prizes and she loved beautiful designer labels and got everyone talking about the term mopping, um, which is stealing. <laughs> I would call it sweeping because I seen a video one year, a long time ago of a lady in the mall. She swept the whole front table of clothes in her bag and ran <laughs> in a video. So mopping is like a back and forth swaying motion. And one quick swipe is a sweep, like nonsense, right? But yeah, they call it mopping. I call it sweeping. <laughs> um, I'm not going to end this story without mentioning Freddie Pandavis' life. He just gave me life the whole film. When I was like, ooh, I want to be La Beja. He came and was like, please, I wouldn't be called dead in the house of La Beja. <laughs> Um, Freddie was a star though. Um, Venus Extravaganza, she did work as an escort. Um, she described a time of being with a guy who discovered her manly parts and flipped on her. And she had to escape that scene by jumping out of a window. Um, people assumed that Venus was caught in a similar scenario which she was found in a similar scenario because she was found murdered, um, underneath the bed in a hotel room after four days. So she was found four days after she was murdered underneath the bed. Um, the mother of the house of extravaganza claimed her body, um, because Venus was estranged from her family. I mentioned, um, um, yeah, cause I said Venus was estranged from her family. So Angie extravaganza, you know, uh, um, what do you call that when you have to come view the body? Yeah, so Angie Extravaganza went and viewed the body and just basically verified that it was Venus. Um, she did the deeds of letting Venus family know what happened to her and everything like that. So I see why Angie got mother of the year because she really did love the children of her house and she took care of her people. Um, everyone I mentioned in, in this story that they featured in the film is legendary. Okay. The film definitely changed some lives. Um, so life at the Paris is burning went as follows. Pepper LaBeja, um, passed away May 14th, 2003. Pepper passed away from a heart attack. Um, 
She was 54. Octavia St. Laurent had a movie role in 1993. She was one that thought that the movie Paris is Burning. She was one of the people that thought that the movie Paris is Burning was terrible. Octavia didn't like the light that a, a lot of people was portrayed in. Octavia struggled with, you know, AIDS, but she passed away from a battle with cancer, May 17, 2009. Willie Ninja, the godfather of Vogan, lived out. The godfather of Vogan lived out his dreams of making it to Japan. Paris's burning turned him up to another level doing runway videos and dance tropes. He even taught dance classes. Um, the House of Ninja disbanded in 1988. Willie Ninja danced in two of Janet Jackson videos um, and sadly passed away from AIDS-related heart failure September 2nd, 2006. Now, Angie Extravaganza passed away in a similar manner with the virus attacking her liver instead of her heart. Um, and I always thought, and she was 28 and she passed away, um, just a few years. Oh, I put that in my notes. I get to there, you guys. Um, I had also said that I always thought that Queen's song, Another One Bites the Dust, talked about how the HIV and AIDS um, epidemic was taking people out during this height. Um, but I could be wrong about the song. I just always thought that um, I know that the AIDS virus isn't such a death sentence that it used to be. Um, I don't know. I'll have to research before I could speak about it. And like I was saying a few minutes ago, Angie Extravaganza passed away, passed away three years after filming. She was 28. And now the namesake of the film, Paris Dupree, the house of Dupree, um, the last woman standing, the mastermind behind it all passed away at age 61. Um, she lived a nice, quiet life. So the most shocking was Mrs. Lena Horn, Dorian Corey. She passed away August 29th, 1993 at the age of 56 from AIDS-related complications. Y'all, this lady had a body in her closet that had to have been uh, inside a suitcase for 15 years. Yes, it was, it was discovered after her death. Like, I know, right? Like, what? <laughs> The victim was a man named Robert Worley or Robert Wells. The victim died from a gunshot wound to the head. So this, so this was today's episode, you guys. Um, I almost got away before I did some gross shit. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, I promise to be more professional. <laughs> I will post pictures to the Instagram at Love or Obsession Podcast. Please send all messages and suggestions to Love or Obsession Podcast at gmail.com. For everything Queen or Love or Obsession, check out VelmaHood.com. I love you guys. Meet me here next Tuesday. Happy Pride. Remember, be free and be whoever you choose to be. Be courageous. Be strong. Most importantly, be yourself. It's Queen. Peace out.